You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, we want to thank you so much for staying with us on Real Presence Live this morning. But before we head into our next segment, we want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com. And just for great content, uh, Brad, it's so incredible. The website, uh, yeah. all the schedules and links, uh, you can even go and yep. listen to our earlier podcast with Dr. Clay Rutledge if you weren't able to catch all of it, uh, and past podcasts for that matter yep. as well. So there you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast, like I said, if you missed one of our earlier shows, and submit a prayer intention. Nominate your favorite priest for those donuts that we were talking about. And be sure to check it out. It's at realpresenceradio.com. All right. Well, as you said, Janine, thanks so much for staying with us. Uh, To all of our listeners, we are moving forward now with our next segment. We're going to be speaking with Deacon Tom Sarar. And uh, good morning to you, Deacon Tom. Good morning. Now, I understand your your wife, Marsha, might be able to join us via phone. Is She we'll, might be we'll, able we'll to see. join us. Uh, someone's trying to get a hold of her now, okay. I think. Uh, but she's she's got a really bad cold, oh. and she didn't want to come in and spread that around. Sure, sure. Oh, well, sure. That's bad for sure. sure. Well, we, we certainly will hold Marsha in our prayers and Thank hope you. that uh, you know, she's feeling much better soon. She's a sweetheart. I yeah. used to work with her for oh. many years, and... Uh, really a sweetheart. In fact, uh, Deacon Tom and Marcia's daughter, Jenny, is probably one of the favorite babysitters our oh, kids ever right? had. Yeah, the dirt cake with uh, oh, the, like the gummy worms always comes up oh. still with our daughters. Our kids love that. We have <laughs> some family friends women. that make that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so welcome, Deacon Tom. Thank you very yeah. much. It's good to be here. So Deacon Tom, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, Marsha and I have been married for uh, 44 years, and we have four children. Uh, two are married. We have eight grandchildren. Uh, all of our grandchildren live in the Fargo-Moorhead, mm. West Fargo, Moorhead, West Fargo area, which we love. Yeah. Um, I was an elementary school teacher in Moorhead for 34 years. Uh, became a deacon 16 years ago. Um, I was at St. Joseph's Church for about 11, and now I've been at the St. Elizabeth's Church in Dilworth for oh. the last five. Great. Uh, Marsha was a stay-at-home mom for about 17 years until our youngest kids were in school full-time. And then uh, she was a paraprofessional in the Moorhead School District for a few years and then ended up being um, the secretary at the St. Joseph's uh, church, and that's where uh, uh, Janine and, and Marsha worked with each other. Um, and now she um, helps take care of grandkids. Oh, the and best she job loves and it. all. Nice, nice. But that's where she got her cold from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had one uh, around July fourth. Uh, it was, and and I did. I had my grandkids like two days before, yes. and it was like. Yep. Yeah, but it's it's okay. It's okay. It, yeah, yeah. It's you'd okay. much rather have the right. the kid contact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she didn't want to come here and spread that around. So understandable. Oh. Yeah. Well, we're thanking you so much for being here, and um, and I know that you can certainly speak for Marcia as well. Uh, you guys are a pretty close couple, which is why we have them here mm, to yes. join us for this segment. Yeah. So Deacon Tom, can you tell us a little bit about your own journey to marriage? Certainly. Um, you know, I, I, I work 
a lot with in with engaged couples. Not over the last few years, I haven't because I'm in a smaller church now. Mm. But one of the questions I always like to ask uh, couples is how they met, and uh, the, they're always embarrassed when they say they met in a bar. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where I met Marsha. Oh, <laughs> okay. Put them so, at ease. So once I tell yeah, them yeah. that, then they're saying, "Hey, that's maybe that's not all that bad." Sure. Uh, Marsh and I did not date very long, and we tell our kids that if they ever do that, we'd probably kill them. <laughs> um, but we were engaged uh, five months after we met. Okay, wow. And um, one of the things that um, really drew me closer to her was after we dated for a couple of months, I asked her, I says, if this relationship ever goes anywhere, would you ever consider becoming Catholic? Because she was not at the time. Mm. And she said, absolutely. Mm. I love the Catholic Church. And so things progressed rather quickly. Mm. And uh, 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 13 months after we met, we were married. Wow. And um, just have been extremely blessed. Um, I think all of this type of stuff, her becoming Catholic, um, and our journey through all of that, going through the type of RCIA program at yeah. that time, which was just a, a one-on-one thing that uh, she and I had with uh, Father Leon Rausch at St. Francis Church in North Moorhead, okay. um, helped us draw closer t- together and in our prayer life. Oh. And... Um, and so, therefore, we grew together closer because of our prayer life, which, you know, a prayer life is kind of like uh, an elevator. It goes up and down. Sometimes your prayer yes. life is great. Sometimes it's not so great. But we're always present, always aware of Jesus' presence in our relationship. Beautiful. That's beautiful. It sounds like we've that got is... Marsha on the line yeah, now. Good morning I'm to so you, Marsha. Happy to have you joining us, Marsha. Good Marcia. morning. Good morning. I'm I'm feeling fine. Actually, it's okay. just. I have developed a cough, and in this day and age, you don't go anywhere yeah. if you have a cough. Yeah, Very true. Very yeah. True. Well, we we certainly appreciate your your being concerned about that, but we're also so grateful that you answered the phone and you're on with us yep. now. <laughs> Hi, baby. <laughs> Hi, hon. So Deacon Tom was telling us all the great stuff from uh, your engagement and and when you met. Uh, he said that you came into the church, or he asked you early on if 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 you guys were to move forward in your relationship if you would uh, be interested in becoming Catholic and that you'd said absolutely. So I'm always curious, as one who works with RCIA for yeah. nearly two decades now, what was it that drew you to Catholicism initially? Well, I had friends in college that um, invited me to go to church with them because they really felt the need at that time that they needed to go to church. Well, when we go out and celebrate on Saturday night, mm-hmm. they would get up and go to church and they'd mm-hmm. say, well, you can come along. And thus I did, and that was the beginning, and the, I'm not sure what exactly it was that drew me. Maybe it was the uh, the mystery and the, the mm. awesome presence that one feels um, when, you're, when you're in a Catholic church, because, and I didn't know it at the time, Jesus is right there, body and soul, and mm-hmm. so that's the... I believe in the inner draw for the Catholic faith. Sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and and you and Deacon Tom had been part of a program uh, helping uh, prepare people 
for marriage, yeah. and and yeah. it's called focus. And and for our listeners, I know they're they're used to the term focus because we speak a lot about it. My oh, daughter being a, yeah, students, yeah, my daughter being a focus missionary for two years, it's dear, near and dear to my heart. But this is focus with two C's. Uh, Marsha, can you tell us what the acronym is with focus? Oh my gosh, Janine. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's focus on marriage. Focus on marriage. I apologize. But um, how did Uh, you. Hang on. um, While you look for that. Okay. No, I got it. It's facilitating open couple communication, understanding, and study. Ah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I just think it's important to know what those acronyms are. Are and uh, and can you explain um, what it is and and how you first became involved in it, Marcia? Well, um, it's a tool for helping couples to prepare for those things in their marriage that they may not have thought about, and helping them to develop their communication skills before they get married, uh, so that they have this type of base where they'll be able to communicate and discuss when all sorts of things uh, happen in their relationship. So it's really just a tool to help those couples preparing um, to realize that it's, it, it's work and mm-hmm. they, need to, they need to work at it. Mm-hmm. So Deacon Tom, what's, what's been your experience in working with the focus uh, with marriage preparation couples that you guys have encountered well, um, <clears throat> one of the things that, that this uh, inventory does is to be able for, to uh, get the couples to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, many times, as we have worked with a lot of couples over the years, um, when we meet with them for the first time, after they take that inventory we find out that they've already talked about a lot of the things that were already on that inventory because they get in their car to drive home and one of them will say, how did you answer that particular (laughs) statement? And then they start talking about it. So it already does its thing. Hmm. Um, You you know, they aren't questions, they're statements. And couples agree with them, they disagree with them, or they're unsure. Hmm. And our job as a facilitating couple is to get them to talk about some of those things. Um, we have found that that a lot of couples uh, have grown much closer uh, together because of this. Their prayer life improves. Uh, we challenge our, our couples. Both Marsh and I come from education backgrounds. Therefore, we give them assignments to work on. So mm. by the next time they come, they have to do certain things like planning bu- planning budgets or whatever it might okay. be. Sure. And that probably is one of the things that maybe people don't agree or are unsure about well, the most unsure is about, the financial yeah. aspects. Right. They don't know how they're going to spend their money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and couples, you know, come in with a lot of money. Some of them come in with, with, next, with, with next to nothing. And they're going to try and figure out how they're going to survive and make it through their marriage. Mm-hmm. Um one of the things that, that we have learned that sometimes there were couples that decided not to get married, uh, and it's because of things that they could not agree upon that were very important to mm. them. To us, that means that the tool, the focus, is doing its yes. job. Mm-hmm. Do we feel bad? Absolutely. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
we want everyone to be in a happy marriage. Yeah. But couples found things out about each other that they didn't like. Yep. And so they decided not to get married. Uh, we had one couple that uh, she found out that he was into porn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she didn't realize that. And she didn't want to put up with that. Mm-hmm. And so they did not get married. But that's a good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Okay. And, and it also helped to reveal maybe someone who could come to help the gentleman who was addicted to that as well. Right. I mean, it could maybe have... Right. Help to lead to a, a reckoning, a, yeah. a ministry that could help him Absolutely. heal from that. The, there, there are three things that the focus is to do: is is either we uh, facilitate a discussion with them. There are times when we share our experiences with them. We try not to do that too much, but sometimes we find out this is what we have found that works for us. Sure. Uh, not necessarily going to work for them. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is to be able to refer them to some type of place that could help them if they're having a certain problem. And so there were couples that we worked with that uh, um, we encouraged them to go and seek counseling. Mm-hmm. And it's a scary thing to get counseling even before you're married. But couples have done that and That's then great. worked through some of those issues some got married, some did not. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the beauty of, of the tool and the process of marriage preparation is it's all about preparing couples to thrive in marriage and not just kind of pretending everything's going to be great, right? And, and that's, that's the easier way of going at it is just pretend everything's going to be fine and, and walk them up to the altar and, and, and get our part done, so to speak, and, and let them deal with all the consequences. But that's not, that's not genuinely caring uh, the, the church showing her genuine, genuine love and motherly concern for these couples is we, we want them to authentically have an opportunity to thrive in marriage, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's yeah. what we want them to do. And, and it's like, I think when, when people are younger, it can tend to be that fairy tale, mm-hmm. you know, happily ever after. And then I also think when people get older and wait for marriage for a while— um, those could be even harder situations yeah. to, you know... They get, a, they get pretty uh, trenched into their yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. We, so, we, have found that, uh, we have found that there are couples that, uh, the older the couple is, say, upper 20s, mm-hmm. uh, just have more understanding of what marriage is than the young couples. Not always the sure. case. Uh, Marsha and I have always challenged couples that are living with each other before marriage not to do that, and we give them reasons for for that. And um, we ask them questions like, um, one of the big questions I ask them is, is um, why are you getting married? Mm. And they say, well, we we love each other, and we want to be with each other. And then I ask them, so why are you living together now Hmm. and acting as husband and wife and most cases they don't really have an answer to that Hmm. and uh, so we encourage them not to live with each other a young couple that we had um, I said well you live in an apartment how many bedrooms does it have well only one Hmm. I says do you have a couch yep I says well somebody can sleep on that couch the next time we met with that couple, they had rented a different apartment, still living with each other, two bedrooms, 
and sleeping mm. in separate bedrooms. Not ideal. Yeah. You'd rather have them not living with each other totally, mm. but a great improvement yeah. because of the challenges of the focus, asking those questions with them. That's awesome. Yeah. And that couple has become very good friends of ours. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, Marsha, what's it been like for you uh, working with the focus? Well, it's always um, it's always a little um, unnerving because Tom has always met the couple before uh, I get to meet with them. But it's it's very um, enriching for our marriage um, to share with these young couples and to build a relationship with them and to at least we hope that we're challenging them on their journey closer to Christ mm. and closer to each other. Well, and, so it's, it's very rewarding. And, and saying that, Marsha, I mean, that is, you know, when you think of marriage, it's God brings you together, you know, mm-hmm. your soulmate, so that you can help one another get to heaven. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit, Marsha? Well, um, you know, that we, we do tell our young couples that that's their main job, is to make sure that the other one gets to heaven. Mm-hmm. And so, hopefully by their actions and to uh, their developing of their prayer life, that they can bring that person along with them in their own journey, but that that's their focus, mm-hmm. is the other person. And, and it's very hard. It's getting harder in our... Um, self-centered world, so to speak, Mm -hmm. to help those couples put the other one first in everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to bring them along to heaven. It it is. uh, That's our duty as married couples is to to help. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's um, there's good rebuke. There's positive affirmation. Mm -hmm. There's uh, everything in between. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the Things that uh, Marsha and I have experienced um, a few years back, uh, we were sent to San Francisco to a conference on marriage. Mm. Not a Catholic conference, just a Christian conference on marriage. And um, one of the keynote speakers uh, one evening, who was not Catholic, said, we as Christian churches need to get on board with what the Catholic Church is doing really? because of the focus. The focus inventory, when worked properly, is reducing a divorce rates mm, substantially. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so that's that's a, a true gift of that whole program. Wow. Well, Deacon Tom and Marcia, it is uh, great to have you guys on, and I, I want to thank you for the work that you've done preparing couples over the years. It's it's hard to imagine how many people have benefited from the work that you've done because obviously these couples have children and their children get married and uh, the, the effects are so exponential. And, and so it's just, it's a beautiful reality that you guys have been engaged uh, in this work for so long. So thank you for that. Thank yeah. you very much. It's, yeah. it's been an honor. Thank you. Well, thank you both. It, it's good. Holy marriages are, are really the answer to so many societal problems yep. Yep. and we, we need more of them. So yep. thank Absolutely. you. Yep. You're welcome. Amen. And up next, actually, our next segment is on when marriages are struggling and what can be done to help those marriages. So stay with us. We're going to turn the conversation in that direction 